everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, let's talk about red light therapy. If you haven't yet heard my interview with Scott from Mito Red Light Therapy, I want you to definitely go check out that show at thekellyoshow.com. I firmly believe the more research that I do on this topic, I firmly believe every one of us should have a Mito red light in our house and be participating in, you know, by my understanding, five to 10 minutes of red light therapy a day. The health benefits are extensive. And let me just give you a quote. This is actually from Dave Asprey's website. Red light therapy works from the inside out to enhance mitochondrial function in cells. This in turn leads to several skin benefits. Red light decreases inflammation in the skin, smooths skin tone, repairs sun damage, fades scars and stretch marks, and even builds collagen in the skin, which reduces wrinkles. It also heals wounds and can prevent recurring cold sores or herpes simplex. Red light works on the lymphatic system to improve the body's detoxification abilities by increasing blood flow. It can even stimulate hair growth in the hair follicles. This is just a touch of the benefits that they're seeing from red light therapy. It is extensively studied. And once I interviewed Scott from Mito Red Light Therapy on the show, I literally was like every, I told my man, I said, you have to start doing this. I'm gonna start doing it every single day, twice a day. This is a priority. And I strongly encourage you to check out Mito Red Light. You can use the code, the Kelly O Show, to get 5% off their already ridiculously competitive rates. And when I say that, do your own research. One of the things that impressed me the most about Scott is he founded his company, Mito Red Light, because he'd known about the benefits of red light therapy, but wanted to provide an affordable option. This is for you. Start today. I said a prayer and I'm like, God, if you don't want me to go, like if this is a bad thing, if I'm not supposed to go get my fortune read, then I know that you'll make it clear to me and I'll feel really uncomfortable and I won't go. And I didn't. And and I went in and she did a reading and I've, I've gone to this woman two times and I actually want to go back to her, but, um, it was actually really, really cool. And I'm sure if you've had somebody else or you've had a reading yourself, 
you've heard people say this, like it's almost creepy some of the things that they know. And I made sure that I didn't put down, um, you know, I went in with full on skepticism, like, oh, this woman's going to Google me and she's going to make up all this stuff. But she knew things that, that nobody could have told her. And I remember that she said to me, you know, you are going to meet someone this year. He is older. He has gray hair. Um, she said he is, she, she gave me all these characteristics of this person. Now I have this, I have this recorded. Um, I should try to find the, the file, the audio file, cause it'd be fun to listen to it now. But she said, one of the things that I'll never forget is she goes, you need to ask God for a sign because what's going to happen is you've had such bad luck in your dating life that this man is going to come along and he's going to be so different that your skeptical attitude is going to write him off. And, and I encourage you to ask God for a sign so that you know when, when this guy's here that he's not too good to be true. That's pretty cool, right? That was one of my big takeaways. And the other thing she told me was put things around your house that you will see every day that remind you that love is on the way. She's like, I don't care what it is. Just even if you, you, you can put the word love, she said, I, I just... I want it. I want you to be your mind to be seeing love all over your house, everywhere you go. So I bought. Uh, it's not like I went out and bought it all that day, but I remember shopping at Pier One. I'm so sad they're out of business now. But they had this dresser, and this dresser had the word love on it. And I bought this dresser so that that went into my bedroom that had the word love on it. I bought all these like little stones that have the word love on it, and I placed them all around the house. And when I would get up in the morning to say my prayers, I put this like beautiful sparkly diamond ring on my ring finger and I would wear it around my house and I would say my prayers and I would pray. I would pray for the man that I wanted. And I prayed, I prayed asking God for the type of man that I wanted and the characteristics. And then I prayed for him as if I as if I already knew he existed. Like I would pray, I would say, God, I, I pray that this man who's going to come into my life, I know right now he's probably sad and he's probably lonely and he's probably thinking, will I ever meet somebody? Please let him give him that gut feeling that he'll know that something's, something's around the corner, that, that he shouldn't give up hope. Like I prayed for him that way. And then I, I asked God, I'm like, I pray that this man will be, um, financially stable. I've had a lot of guys that came into my life and I paid for everything. I wanted somebody who was financially set in his own ways that wasn't going to end up with me paying for everything. I wanted somebody that could take care of me, but yet respected me enough to not tell me, oh, you don't have to work anymore because I love to work. And I've also had a lot of guys that were like, you know, they don't want their woman to work and I love my work. So I wanted somebody that respected my work, wasn't intimidated by it, um, respected me as a businesswoman. And I, I prayed for somebody that would be romantic. Um, I prayed for very specific things. You know, I remember saying, God, I want somebody that, that ladies, you know, you can relate to this because you know, you love this. So many women do. I said, I want somebody that will kiss my forehead. And, you know, if a guy doesn't do that, you can't like, ask him to do it. But it's such a it's such a, a fondness thing that when a guy regularly it, it's just yeah, 
And there might be men listening to this going, is that really what women like? That's so stupid. Like it, sometimes it's just the little things. I wanted somebody that wanted to hold my hand. Um, and, and there are so many things about Steve that, that I didn't even pray for that are so that he does. Like he opens every door for me. Every time we go to the car, he opens the door for me. Every single door I walk through, he opens the door for me. Um, that's a Southern gentleman type of a thing. Um, he is respectful. He listens. He's compassionate. He's caring. He's He treats me as an equal. We are friends just as we have the same sense of humor. We love to watch and read the same things. We love books. We love hiking. We, I mean, we're just so simpatico. It's, it's scary, but it's not scary because we're meant to be. He's what was meant for me my whole life. And I know I'm what was meant for him his whole life. And we both had to go through a lot of hellish, hellish, hellish relationship experiences to get to the place where we are now, where we both get up every day and are like pinching ourselves going, I can't believe that I'm so happy. But that's what makes it so sweet is when you've had nothing but sour your whole life you get up every day and now you have sweet and you just so appreciate it. And that's the most wonderful thing. So again, let's backtrack. I started praying for the exact qualities I wanted in a man. And I prayed for this every single day. I put tokens that said the word love and represented love all throughout my house. I saw that and I would I would see it every day. I would see representations of the word love all throughout my house. I had something hanging in my car. Um, I wore a ring on my ring finger for the first part of the day when I was saying my prayers and I would look at it and say, I'm going to meet the one I'm going to meet my life partner. This, and, and I knew that he, he had gray hair. I knew he lived in Texas. I knew I was going to meet him. I didn't know how, but I just knew. And, and people would offer to set me up. I remember my, a friend of mine who was a friend of mine at the time, Amanda had said, you know, I, I have this this cousin or somebody of mine I want to introduce you to. And of course he was 10 years younger than me. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate it, but he's not my type. And I just know I'm going to meet my man this year. I just know it. And some people would look at me when I would say that, like, okay, (laughs) whatever, Kelly. But I just knew. Um, So I had the reading. And then when she said, ask God for a sign, um, I did. I asked God for a sign. And I'm going to tell you that in a second. Um, but it was my friend, Debbie, who called me that one day and she's like, you are going to sign up and get on a dating site right now. And I'm like, Debbie, I'll get to it this weekend. She's like, no, I know you won't because you've bullshitted me for all this time. And all you do is stay inside. And she goes, your trainer's right. Your family's right. You need to get on a dating site. I am not letting you off the phone. God bless you, Debbie. Um, I'm not letting you off the phone until you sign up for a dating site. And so literally, I remember I was at my stand desk in my office in Austin, and I Googled something like Austin, Texas dating site for age 50 plus singles. And this uh, website came up called Elite Singles. I'd never heard of it. I just knew I was not going to get on Match again. I was not going to get on eHarmony. And I wanted something that maybe was going to (laughs) have not 25-year-old guys on it. And so I signed up for elite singles. I, I paid for a premium or whatever. Cause you know, there's usually like a free option and then a paid. And I did that. I filled out my profile and on my profile, 
it, one of the questions had something to say, like, you know, why are you on here? And I said, honestly, because my friend told me that I need to get on here and, you know, I'm taking her advice. I'm just going to be 100% transparent in myself. This is what I, this is who I am. I'm not here for a booty call. I'm looking for a life, you know, my life partner. Um, I want to find love and I believe I'm going to have it. And I just, you know, I, I put up, I answered the questions as authentically as I could. And one of the things I told myself, and I think this is really, 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 really key for so many of you, because if you're listening to this, you are probably familiar with the way so much of my life has gone. You are probably tired of being alone. You are probably worried that you're not going to meet anybody. And what I can tell you is that I went into this phase where I was going to potentially, you know, start, I figured I'd have to like go out on several dates. I never thought what would happen is that the first person that I would meet would be the one. God, that was awesome. But I just remember saying to myself, I am not going in and playing all of these games that women feel that they need to play with men, like be, you know, the rules or, you know, don't call him first or wait for him to do this. I'm just like, I'm going to be who I am. And if this person doesn't like the way I dress or the way I talk or the fact that I have a business or that I'm successful, he's not the one for me. I'm tired of making myself into a mold to fit what I think somebody else is going to find perfect because that's not sustainable. I'm like, I knew at this point, I've got to just be 100% me because really the whole rest of my life, that's what I'd done. I tried to fit myself into a mold of what my first husband, what, what I thought was the perfect wife, you know, everything that he could never leave. Well, that's like a Stepford wife and nobody wants that. You know, the truth is my ex-husband found his perfect partner. He found somebody that wants to go camping, camping and hunting. And she loves to drink beer and probably Jack Daniels for breakfast and has no expectations for anything. And they're living their happy redneck life together in camouflage. And they're out hunting all the weekend. Have a happy life together. The two of you deserve each other. And I'm, I'm saying that half with tongue in cheek and sarcasm, but half of me is serious. They, they were meant to be. I was not meant to be with that person. When I look back at the, my ex-husband, I just kind of chuckle because I'm like, thank God I didn't stay with him. Um, thank God he left me because that paved the way for a series of events that led me to something I never, ever, ever could have imagined that I would have. I am, when I say I get up every day and I pinch myself, I'm not lying. It's the most amazing love and the most amazing experience I've ever had. And I'm, I'm going to make every, I, I embrace every day and we have this commitment with each other that we embrace every day. Like it's our first date and it's our last day together. You know, like it's the first date you, you still want to dress up and, and impress the other person and keep them interested in you. But it's the last time, like you assume that when you go to bed that night, it could be the last time you see that person because it could be for all of us. And when you treat your relationship, like it's a fragile egg that could break at any time and just be gone. That's how, that's how you keep it precious. That's how you keep it fresh. That's how you'll keep it in my opinion. So I got on the dating site. Um, I was truthfully, I was skeptical. I started to have conversations with about, I don't know, 
three or four different guys. One of them I thought, and you guys, here's the thing. I was so desperate and I don't mean that in a bad way, but my heart just wanted to meet, meet my person. And so the first guy that came along that kind of fit the mold, he was older, he had gray hair, he was a doctor, he was in the Dallas area. I'm like, that's my guy. But that's my nature. Like when I go shopping for a car, the first car I see that fits my thing, I'm like, okay, let's get it. Where somebody else will go, maybe we should look at a few other cars. And I'm always like, no, 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 that's it. Like I, I, I get so impatient. So I started talking with this, this doctor guy and we were having this really good dialogue back and forth. And, um, then he just went silent for a week and you guys, it was so what I'm used to. I was so used to so many times meeting somebody and having things start to go great. You're calling, you're texting every day, and then they just disappear. And for all of you men that do that, for whatever reason, you're assholes. I'm just going to say that. Like, if you just can't be a mature person and go, I met someone else or, you know, hey, um, it's really been nice getting to know you, but it's not a good time for me. You know, if maybe you just don't like somebody or you're not attracted to them, you don't have to say that and be mean, but just be honest with somebody. Don't lead someone on. I, I just, I've never understood why men do that. And I'm sure women do it too but it's hurtful. And I just, I'm pretty proud of the way that I've behaved in my professional life and in my personal life, as far as how I've treated people. And, um, I, I wish more people would just treat each other with more kindness. Um, I certainly wish my ex-husband would have been more kind to me during our divorce. He was very mean and, you know, he, he called me after our divorce was final to apologize for a lot of stuff. And I just remember thinking like, really? Like now you're going to apologize anyway. Um, but he was, the only reason he was apologizing is because he thought I still had the, um, remote control to our cable box and he wanted it back. (laughs) I'm not making that up. So got on the dating site, this, this guy starts ghosting me. And then he writes me back like 10 days later and says, Kelly, I'm so sorry. It was so nice to meet you, but it turns out I met somebody on here just before I met you. And I think we're falling in love and I wish you nothing but the best. And I remember I called Debbie and I'm like, Debbie, I can't believe you had me get on this site so I could have my heart broken every single day. I'm getting rejected more. I'm going to cancel my subscription. And I was getting on to cancel my subscription. I think I'd been on there like six or seven weeks, maybe pushing two months. So this was, I don't know, like no December. Cause I'm, I met Steven in December. We, we of course debate on the date that we actually started talking, but anyway, I was going on elite single singles to cancel my account. And there was a, a an inbox message from a guy and honest to God, instead of it being a paragraph, like some of them has, would say, it was just a one-liner <laughs> it said, um, I, I'm glad you listened to your friend. And I remember I immediately went to his profile and I'm like, okay, wait, lawyer, bad selfie taker, but that's okay. <laughs> because I could see from his other pictures that he was hot. And I'm like, lawyer, gray hair, lives in Texas. Okay. Check. And so I started writing him back. And then it became this very funny thing where, you know, I'm, and this is just like every woman that's listening to this can relate. 
you send off a message to them and then you're literally checking your phone every five seconds for when they're going to write back. Well, then he started writing back and, and we started writing each other back. And I remember just checking the app constantly for when he would write back. Hey everybody, let's talk about skincare. We've talked certainly about the importance of self-care quite a lot on this show. And what could be a better way to invest in self-care than by getting yourself some of the best skincare on the planet? Now, I have learned a lot since getting my first Botox injection about the importance of medical-grade skincare. There is a world of difference between what you buy in a drugstore, what you buy in a department store, and when you're talking about medical-grade skincare. Now, one of the companies that I use have used for gosh, quite a long time, I bought it first at my Botox appointment, is Globiotics. We've actually interviewed the founders on this very show. Check out Globiotics.com. It's probiotic-based, medical-grade skincare. It's exceptional. And we've got a 20% off deal for you. Just use code the Kelly O Show at Globiotics.com and you'll get 20% off. You're welcome. I don't know when it was, but Impatient Kelly finally, you know, when we'd established like there was a rapport there, there was, I liked his personality that was coming through. I liked how he looked and I, I just wanted to get to the next level where we're talking. And I said, I was going to, I told him, I'm like, how about we just move this conversation to text? And I gave him my digits and, um, (laughs) I should just see if I could get him on the show to give his side of the story. That would be funny. But he was like, oh, she's giving me her digits. Like he had a pause at that moment. But you know what? He texted me right away. Um, and once we started texting, probably within a day, um, I was I remember I was heading back to Chicago for Christmas. And um, we I was shopping and doing my Christmas shopping. It was December 23rd, and he was doing his Christmas shopping, and I gave him my digits. And then I think like the next day I actually called him because we'd been texting, texting, and then I called him. And then we started talking on the phone and every, and it was so stereotypical, like in the movies, because every time we talked on the phone, it was like four hours. He had the cutest Southern accent. Um, and it's funny because now that I, now that I know him and I've seen how he talks on the phone, he's comfortable with a long pause in between sentences. And for me, I would say something in our early conversations and I would say, oh my God, yes, it's such a, such a great movie. Like, is that one of your favorite movies? And there would be a pause like this long. Uh, yes. <laughs> I would be on the other line, like, what is going on here? But um, it all flushed out. And what was funny is... Um, I was in Chicago. He was getting ready to go to Houston to see his mom and sister for Christmas. And um, I was not going to be home to Austin. So at the time he was living in San Antonio. I was living in Austin. And he said, well, I'd like to take you out on a date when you get back. Well, I was not scheduled to be back until January 9th, I think. And so that was our original plan. And and so this was like, you know, right before Christmas and it was going to be two weeks before we saw each other. Well, I don't even know how to describe this to all of you, but there was just a part of me that knew once we started talking, like I, I knew that this was going to, I just knew. Um, 
it's like, I knew I would love someone before I love them. Does that make sense? I just, I, I knew, um, something was happening here and, and it, it more than ever before in my whole life. Like, I'm like, I, I think this is, this is it. And, um, something happened with both of us where, where we look back at this, this, this phase and we're like, what were we thinking? Because we started talking probably like two days before Christmas and by Christmas, it was either Christmas day, Christmas evening or Christmas Eve night. And I'll have to ask him, but I remember being at my brother's and we, him and I are, we're all watching a movie, you know, after dinner, we're watching a Christmas movie and he and I are texting back and forth. And my mom was sitting right next to me. She's like, are you still texting with that guy? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, she was so excited. And he said, you know what? I'm looking at flights to Chicago and they're not that bad maybe I'll come up to Chicago next weekend for New Year's. So we don't have to wait until you get back. And I'm like, okay. And if you really know anything about me, you would know that my whole life I've been so insecure that um, when it comes down to things starting to happen, I get so gun shy that I usually run. And I know that sounds weird, but like there would be guys that I would like. And then when they would ask me out, I would go, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy. I can't go. And I just think it was like a weird self-sabotage thing. So the fact that I said, yeah, come on up to Chicago so comfortably and casually, I still can't believe I told him that. And he's like, I am the least spontaneous guy on the planet. I'm a planner. And trust me, I know he's a planner. I love it about him. Um, but he booked a flight and he was coming up to Chicago when it was 20 below zero uh, pretty much the entire time snow. And this is a guy who's like never been in probably anything outside of maybe 40 degree weather. So he flew up to Chicago the following weekend. Um, he got a room. (laughs) This is a whole other joke, but, um, my parents live out in crystal Lake and he got a room right around the corner from my parents' house at the crystal Lake holiday inn. So he got a room at the holiday inn, crystal Lake and flew in and, Long story short, he, you know, I went to go see him that Friday night. We spent the entire weekend together. Um, he met my parents the second day. Um, we went out. I mean, and, and I can tell you without question, several things. There was never an awkward moment with us ever. It was just like two people who like, the conversation just flowed. And every time we would talk, we would ask each other questions. And, you know, I remember being at breakfast and I'm like, okay, so I really love to go see movies. And he's like, you know what I love the most are the trailers. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and I, one of the things we kept saying is I would go, we just totally bonded right there. Like we just kept finding things that we both love to do. And it's not like everything we do. I mean, we are total opposites on so many things, But we just, it it was like this wonderful discovery and we had so much fun and we went out to eat and we went to see a movie and we hung out with my parents and I changed my status on Facebook. Like I never would have had the confidence to do that, like change my status to in a relationship. But I just remember he had said before he came up, he's like, I just want to let you know I took myself off of elite singles. I'm not on there anymore. And I I was at dinner with my friend, Julie. I'm like, oh my God, this guy just took himself off the dating channel. Like what guy does that? Most guys are going to keep their options open and still continue to be a man whore. And here's me. I'm like, I had not even thought of that. So then I went and I took myself off. And then 
I kind of wanted to one up him. I'm like, I changed my relationship status on Facebook. And he was still finalizing his divorce. So he couldn't really change his, um, which is fine. It was, that was the situation at the time. Um, But we, we just had this amazing weekend and back to me asking for a sign. I pray to God. I swear, I hope I don't start crying. So when I came back and I had that um, reading and that woman said, you should ask God for a sign. I have no idea what made me say this, but I was saying my prayers one morning and I said, God, when the guy that is supposed to be with me comes into my life, I want him to say that I feel like home to him. I don't know if I'd seen that in a movie or a show or a song or whatever, but that was my thing. I'm like, that's my sign. I I want him to say that somehow to me. And I kept praying that and I kept praying like that's going to be my sign. So at one point during the weekend, he and I are listening and I have this, you know, we had it uh, in the room while we were eating. I remember we were eating some Portillo's and um, I had, uh, you know, I brought a speaker in the room because just just what you do. So you can have background music, right? And I had this playlist, this Diana Krall playlist playing. And I had just started listening to her like on a more regular basis, but this song came on that I'd never heard before called feels like home. And it's a, it's a duet with her and Brian Adams. I will link up to it in the show notes. And I'm telling you, if you listen to the words of this song, it is the, it's like it was written for him and me. And so that song was on and I was hearing, hearing the words. And of course in my head, I'm like, Oh my God. And he said, think about this. This is two grown adults who have probably spent like 72 hours together. And he's like, I, he said something to the effect of, I think this is our song. And literally I got chills because I'm like, he just told me, I mean, here's this song called feels like home and I've never heard it before. And he's listening to it and he's never heard it before. And he says, I think this is our song. And see, here's, what's funny, you guys. When I when he and I talk about this now and we tell the story, he'll go, I have no idea why I said that. Like, why would I have said that that soon? And I'm like, because I manifested it. <laughs> he'll roll his eyes, but that's truthfully what happened. And um, so he we spent the whole weekend together, you know, when we we're at my parents' house, we were like holding hands. I mean, it was like it, it probably we we were acting like a couple that had been together forever. And he left to go home and he and I were just talking about this actually. Um, the other day, I remember when he left, I, you know, he goes, what did you think when I left? And I'm like, I honestly thought I wouldn't hear from you. And because that's what I expected. I, I, even though I had the attitude of belief and, and manifestation in the back of my head, I was very used to experiences like that, where it would have been not surprising for me at all to have him just ghost me and never call me. But he flew, he had to fly to a deposition somewhere like on the um, East Coast. And he texted me, he called me, we continued to see, you know, text all the way, you know, through the rest of my vacation, I flew home, he came up to Austin. Um, We were inseparable. We spent every weekend together. Um, He came up to Austin most times, sometimes I would go to San Antonio. And then um, last year in March, I moved down here. And now we are getting married in 
about six weeks um, on November 12th. So that's how it happened. And, and I would say that if I were to summarize for all of you that are like wanting to meet the love of your life, I would say several recommendations to you and then several things to keep in mind, which is number one, there are a lot more snakes than there are princes, right? Like there's a lot of jag bag men out there. Um, I've met most of them. Um, but I also look back at how, what I did, like, I, I don't think you guys, I really don't think I realized how much of a different approach I had taken. I see it now. Like when I look back and as I'm sharing this story with you, I see now how passive I was in in my love life, how I was just whining and bitching. And you guys have heard me talk about this on the show. Like, do you get up every day and, and find things in your life that you're unhappy about, but yet all you do is complain about it? And, and therefore, what you're doing, it's like you're watering that garden. You're watering the garden of here's my life right now, and all I'm going to do is talk about what my life is right now. And therefore, because all I do is talk about the bad stuff right now, it's like I'm fertilizing this garden of unhappiness. I'm spending all my time talking about it. I'm focused on it. I'm not doing anything differently to get myself out of it. But when you change your your mind and you say, okay, I don't like this current situation I'm in, but I want a new garden. I want to I want to go find space for a new garden. I want to plant the garden. I want to fertilize the garden. I'm going to move towards the new garden. It's totally different. My whole life, all I did was look at this gross garden that was dead and I kept, you know, pouring more acid on it going, why is it dead? I'm I'm setting it all on fire every day, but why is it dead? All I did was complain about it. I didn't do anything differently. And I kept whining that nothing would change, but I wasn't changing. When I made the declaration and I said, I am going to meet someone, I deserve it. I deserve something amazing and I'm not going to settle for anything less. And when I decided that I'm going to meet this person and I'm not going to play all the games that women play. I'm not going to, you know, be coy and say, well, I, you know, I'd like to talk to him, but I'm not going to talk to him because, you know, he should make the first move. I'm like, you know what? If this guy that that I reach out to or that I decide, you know, I'm, I'm going to make the first move and I'm going to pick up the phone and call him before he calls me because I want to hear his voice. I want us to start talking on the phone. If he thinks that I'm a jag because of that, he's not the one for me. And I was just willing to to be utterly myself and, and say, I only want someone who wants the real me. And guess what? The best thing in my whole life happened because of that. So I encourage everyone that's listening who wants love to number one, make that mindset change that I did, which is to believe that that you can find your life partner, your extraordinary love. And like, you're not going to settle for anything less. I have a friend of mine who broke up with a great guy recently. And she's like, he was amazing. He was fantastic on paper, but he's not the one. He's not the one that gives me goosebumps. When Steve walks in the door, I get goosebumps. I can't wait to kiss him. We kiss all the time. We're, we're like that couple. We were so ridiculously cute and happy and in love. It's disgusting. And we're three years into it. Like that's the kind of love you want, the kind of person that you want to spend all of your time with and you never get tired of. You never are like, oh, I just wish he would go on a trip so I could have some time to myself. We don't have that. 
It's, it's the most amazing thing. So number one, you've got to believe that regardless of your past experience, your future can be extraordinary and the person you meet can be extraordinary and your relationship can be extraordinary and that you deserve it. Number two, you've got to get up every day, speak to it, pray to it. If you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in prayer, then manifest it, you know, attract good vibes. Just say, I'm attracting this. It's coming into my life. Whatever your belief system is or practices are, that's what you have to do. And and you have to speak to it, not just within yourself and your own mind, but with other people. I told other people, I'm meeting the love of my life this year. I know it. I know he exists. And some people looked at me like I was crazy, but I don't care. They're, they're the ones going, she was right. She manifested like the love of her life. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to take the exact approach as I do, but if you're that person like me, who's sitting at home alone all the time, complaining that you're home alone, how the hell do you expect that man or that woman to find you? How do you expect to be found if you are hiding? And, and that was a big thing for me. Like I realized, what am I expecting? Like I'm, I'm so angry at God and I'm angry that I never meet anybody and I'm jealous of all these people and I'm so lonely, but I wasn't putting myself out there. Like I'm a salesperson in, in my day job, right? That and 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 when I run my own businesses, I don't get business because I sit in my house and go, well, I've put up a website. Now let's just make sure that I everybody comes and finds me and I make a million dollars a month. You go get the business. And that's what you have to do when you want love. You have to go get it. You have to believe you deserve it. You have to decide everything that you want, everything that you don't want. And then you have to show up and be yourself. Don't try to make yourself into what you think the other person wants because the right person will want everything that you are. Trust me. I now know that. I remember when I was saying that I wanted to meet the love of my life. I remember looking at my my life in its entirety and I'm like, my business life is in chaos. I was in some of the worst transitional periods of Fitfluential. We had a company that wanted to buy us that wasn't working out. I wanted to close the company down. I had all kinds of drama, people I'd fired, lawsuits that were happening. My, my business life was a wreck. My health was a wreck. I, I was not where I wanted to be with my body. And I remember thinking there's three areas of my life, my business life, my health, and my love life. I want to get my business life and my health straightened out. And then I want to meet the love of my life. Guess what happened? I met the love of my life and the other things happened after that. So be willing to change your expectations of how and when things are going to happen. Stop thinking you have to be perfect for the other person to find you love yourself as you are and freaking believe that you can meet the most amazing love of your life because that's the problem. Too many people settle. They get into shitty relationships and they go, well, he's a good guy. He provides, you know, and, and they, they're miserable. You just, we don't deserve misery. We don't deserve to be roommates with somebody. We all deserve great love. And trust me when I say it will change your life when you have like the greatest most amazing, happy love you've ever had. And that's what I have people. And that's what I want for you because I get up every single day and I am madly, deeply, passionately, overwhelmingly in love with this man. And I know that he feels the same way about me. And do you know how amazing that feels? 
I have somebody who treats me with kindness, with love, with affection, with lust, with respect, with compassion, with understanding, with empathy, with um, appreciation, care, nurturing, everything. We have friendship, we have intimacy, we have love, we have affection, we have companionship, we have everything. It's what I waited my whole life for. And this is what I want for everybody. So I hope I gave you enough of the changes that I made. A lot of it was what I call attitudinal. Is that even a word? Attitudinal? Attitude changes, uh, mindset changes, belief changes, um, but also getting out of your own way. Stop holding yourself back by, by hiding. You have to do things differently in order to get different results. And hopefully this was inspiring as hell to you. I hope those of you that have been alone like I have been are inspired and ready to go make stuff happen. And I want to hear your success stories because I know that if you do what I did, somewhere down the road, you're going to have the same kind of manifestation happen. And that's what I want for you. So feel free to reach out to me. If I didn't answer anything in particular, if I missed something in this, I thought I was going to record a half an hour show. And what do you know? I recorded an hour and 15 minutes, but he's worth it. And I'm worth it. And this love is worth it. And that's what you guys deserve is that kind of love. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Nothing could be better for your health than to be overwhelmingly, astonishingly, extraordinarily in love. Go get it. I'll see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about blood work. You've heard me talk about the importance of getting comprehensive, hormonal-focused blood work done since the dawn of time. Our friends at Alta Lab Tests, based out in the beautiful state of Arizona, where so many great companies are based, have the ability to service comprehensive blood work orders at 2,100 different locations across the country. I researched these guys, I've talked to the founder, I've talked to so many people at this organization, and they really genuinely care about health and wellness and helping men and women get better health for the long term. This is life-changing stuff, people. I want all of you that have not had comprehensive blood work done to head on over there now. altalabtest.com forward slash the Kelly O Show. Order your blood work, get your health started in the right direction now.